0: Welcome to the Woman of Courage podcast, a show that's here to unite your faith, inspire your purpose, and empower you to follow God's plan for your life. I'm your host, Samantha Welch, and I can't wait to step alongside in this journey. I believe it takes extraordinary courage to break free from the past, pursue God's calling, and step boldly into the promised land that God has prepared for you and your family. Whether you're a seasoned business owner, a newbie, or a girl with a dream, you're in the right place. Each episode, will dive deep into the how-tos of building a business and life that you have been called to. Plus, we'll chat with incredible women who have blazed their own trails, answering the call of their faith and purpose. So get ready to be inspired to tackle life's challenges with unwavering faith and unstoppable courage. Let's take on this life together. Hey friends, welcome back to the Woman of Courage podcast. I am super excited today because I have Courtney Witt with me. She's like, she's the owner of Blossomberry, which is this really cute little nursery that she's kind of brought back to life in the last year. And so, yeah, I'm really
1: excited. Welcome to the show, Courtney. Thank you. I'm so excited to be on your podcast. I, just, I feel like it's such an honor. So tell us a little bit about
0: your background and your journey. Like, how did you start this path of entrepreneurship?
1: Let's see. Um, A little over eight years ago, my husband and I moved to Arkansas because we wanted to farm. Um, But we soon realized that that is really like uphill, (laughs) Journey, I guess. Um, You know, we didn't have any family land, or we actually didn't even know anyone in Arkansas. We moved here and didn't know a soul. And so I was a special ed teacher for six years, and I have a master's degree in special education. And my husband worked for the highway department for a while, worked on um, like two different ranches, things like that. And so we just kind of kept thinking. Like, we know we want to be in Arkansas. We love it. This is where we want to raise our kids. But we're just, we feel like we're doing two jobs that we could have done, you know, anywhere, really. Yeah. So we were just kind of racking our brains like, why did we move here and why are we doing two jobs that we could do anywhere else? We basically, I think we felt like God had more in store for us. We just didn't know what that was because our farm. You know, it just wasn't something that we could quit our jobs and just farm like we had hoped. And so I just kind of kept, I don't know, I always had that in, in the back of my mind. And I think I started a blog at one point and just tried out some different things. And I mean, the ultimate goal was more time together as a family of five. And so I was driving home from work one day and I thought, what could I do that I would have more time with my kids? Like, what could I do so I could be my own boss and also be with my kids? And so I thought, you know, I've always thought Blossomberry was a really neat place. Mm -hmm. And so I just called the previous owner and said, hey, have you ever considered selling your business? And she kind of laughed because (laughs) I got her so off guard. And she said, no, and even if I would, I wouldn't sell the land. And so I said, okay, thank you. Bye. And I hung up the phone real quick. And then a couple weeks later, she called me back. And she's like, hey, actually, we would consider selling. Oh, wow. And I was like, how did you know it was me? I (laughs) honestly didn't give you my name or number. And she's like, well, I have a caller ID. I'm like, oh, yeah, that makes sense. Uh... So then I had to tell Andrew that I made that phone call. (laughs) (laughs) So surprisingly, he was like, yeah, let's go look at it and see what we think. Um, so we met with them, but we decided the timing wasn't right for our family. I needed to finish out the school year. I was due with our third baby in June, and my husband had just accepted a new job that was going to allow me to stay home. Oh, Which nice. was all I ever really yeah. wanted. That was a dream come true in itself. So we said, you know, the timing just not right for our family. And then, about a couple of weeks after that, they called back and they said, "Hey, we just want to give you one last chance before we list it with a realtor." And I was like, "Oh man, you know that kind of stinks." Because yeah. as far as I knew, they weren't even considering selling. Right. Um, but I just told myself, you know, it's gonna go whoever it's meant to go to. Mm-hmm. And so I just kept praying. Um if it was God's will for us that he would put it on my husband's heart and I dropped it. And I mean, whenever it would come into my mind, that was my prayer, but I never brought it up to Andrew. I just enjoyed, you know, I finished out the school year, had our son and just enjoyed being a stay at home mom. And, um, you know, on our little 10 acre farm. And so I was really living the life. Uh, My husband was working, this job that he really liked and worked for awesome people they're still really good family friends of ours um, but he was working like a lot of long hours mm-hmm. for season and that yeah kind of stuff. Um, and so he was the one that approached me in fall and was like do you think that we made the right decision with Blossomberry oh wow <laughs> yeah and I and I like I said I hadn't brought it up to him I said i Oh, I mean, I could see if it's sold or. Yeah. And so I reached out to her and it hadn't sold. And they're like, we'll give you a better deal. And I said, why don't we just pursue it and see what happens? And so then uh, we met with a couple of different people to. And there were all these obstacles. And we kept thinking, this is it. Like the door is going to shut here. And that was then I just prayed faithfully. If it's your will for us, let it work out. If not, we don't want it. Right. And that is not always an easy (laughs) prayer, but. Yeah. I feel like when you really let God take control and trust that His timing and His plan is like better than we could ever imagine for multiple reasons, um, it works out how it's supposed to. And so. It was a long process, I think almost a year from the very first time I called them to when we finally closed and there were all these things that had to pan out just right, um, as far as how it appraised and what number we agreed on and then were we going to sell our house or not and yeah. All this stuff and, and so it finally all worked out. Wow, that's
0: amazing. Yeah. Like kind of a
1: crazy story.
0: Yeah. But when it's when it's God's will, like it's going to happen.
1: Exactly. And it doesn't mean it will be easy. No. You still have to do all your homework, I feel like. Yes. I remember yes. Wade was three months old, and they were like, you need to write a business plan. And I think I was a business major in college for a semester or two. <laughs> so I went to, like, our local college, and they had a free class on how to write a business plan, and I brought Wade and I sat in the back, and I nursed him when I needed to, and learned how to write a business plan. Oh wow, so that's, that's that's really great, yeah, just a lot of homework and phone calls and um, but there's I think a difference between doing all of the work that you need to and not forcing it yes, so yeah, you do you take care of what you need to take care of, but at the same time. You know, don't force something that's not supposed to be right.
0: Yeah, I love that. Man, that is just really awesome how God has totally just worked this out for you and like made it so clear each step of the way.
1: Yeah, exactly.
0: So share an example, because I know you have one of when your faith and courage helped guide a significant decision.
1: I think as we got closer to the end of the process and we were like, okay, all of this is going to work out, we were torn whether or not we sell our house or we try to do both. But we knew... I think we knew deep down we we would really struggle if we had stayed in our house, Mm -hmm. but it was so hard to let go because we thought it was our forever home, and we bought it as a fixer upper, and it was almost done. Oh, so we thought that we would live in that house forever. Um, But I remember just calling the realtor out there and saying, "I'm just kind of curious, like what you think we could get for this, and you know, we're not sure we want to list it, but." And so anyway, she walked around and by the end of it, she said, well, I have um, an all-cash buyer from Texas and this is exactly what they're looking for. And wow. they were almost going to move forward on this other house, but two days before closing, it fell through. And so um, we ended up selling our house, you know, to an all-cash buyer from Texas without ever even listing it. And, um, yeah, it was just kind of crazy. We we had like 10 days to (laughs) move all of our stuff out. But looking back, you know, it was the best decision and it really helps living on Blossomberry and being there. Because if we left like a sprinkler on or something or a water on, we can... Just run out and check we don't have to drive back up there. Right.
0: No, that makes a lot of sense.
1: Yeah. So it, it all worked out how it was supposed to, but that was another just one of those have faith and courage and do it because that was that was kind of hard. <laughs> yeah. But now y'all have turned that little, what used to be their store, into such a cute little house. Yeah, it's perfect. Definitely downsized, but it's so nice when 90% of your day is spent outside. Yes. So and I kind of like the whole minimalist living mm-hmm. stuff to organize and clean up. And so it's like I said, we spend most of our day outside. So it's been really nice.
0: Yeah, that's awesome. So let's talk about how you balance work, family, and personal time while running a nursery.
1: (laughs) Um, Yeah, I don't have that completely (laughs) figured out, and every season changes Um, because we went from like spring, which is really crazy in April and May, to like a pretty hot, slow summer, and then jumped into our pumpkin patch and so yeah it just kind of ebbs and flows yeah
0: i don't really believe there is like a balance to that i think that like you said there's seasons yeah and some seasons you're you just can't pour into your family the way you'd like and then some seasons it's like you're like wow i'm really pouring into y'all a lot maybe i need a break you know
1: (laughs) exactly i think um I've always loved to bake with sourdough. And when we moved to Blossomberry, my starter died and I just had no time to even mess with it. And then um, I think I finally baked again in, in July. Once nice. You know, July is like a really slow month for the nursery side mm-hmm. of things. Um, so I think, you know, you kind of have to let some things go at some point. If, if you're feeling overwhelmed or, like, you can't do it all. And on one way, you know, my sourdough baking is a way that I kind of nurture my family because right. it feeds them and it's yeah. healthier than store-bought bread. And, I mean, the list goes on. But right. at the same time, you know, at that point, my time was better off than my baking. Right, yes. And I think the hardest part of what I – I have not mastered this at all, but just being more present. So if I am going to sit down and do some homeschooling with them or, I don't know, build like a little, you know, magnetile ramp thing for their little cars, just putting my phone aside. And that way I'm not answering any business messages or Facebook posts that you know, come across a blossomberry page or things like that. Right. Yeah. So I think just trying to be as present as you can in whatever you're doing. And that's hard too because sometimes like if we go to pick up plants or something at a wholesale nursery, the car is like the perfect time where I can make up a little flyer about our next event or I can call these five people back or right. I can- You know make a call for this and but at the same time it's also like time that me and Andrew don't always get together and we can have some good conversation. So maybe part of the drive I do what I need to do and then then I give all my attention to whoever else is in the car. Yeah. And just have some conversation that you know we don't have any other distractions.
0: (laughs) Yeah it makes total sense. Like just a little bit of communication there, where it's like, okay, I'm gonna do this, then I'll have you'll have my full attention. Yeah. because some people are like, oh, I can do this while we talk, and it's like, no, yeah, you can't. <laughs> At least I can't. Yeah. Like, it's
1: like the people are trying to watch TV while playing a board game. Yeah. Yeah. If you, you want to play this, we gotta turn the TV exactly. Off, so. Right.
0: Absolutely. So I'm like really loving so far everything we've talked about. It's such a cool story and like you have such you've got a lot of insight. Thank you. So let's talk about what exciting projects or goals are you working on and how do they align with like
1: your faith and the overall purpose? So we started a nonprofit. And so legally through the state, we have set up a nonprofit. Wow. But I just haven't taken any additional steps. So that's like my biggest goal, I think, that I want to work on next. Yeah. Especially as we kind of go into winter and that's like some downtime. Right. Um, So it's called Back to the Roots. And we just want to offer all of those classes for all of those things that people say, Oh well, they don't teach you that in school. Whether you know a lot of like kind of almost homesteading related, yeah. Whether it's gardening or farming. Oh or, my goodness! Hey, this is how you milk a dairy cow, and that things like that. Um, for people of all ages, especially school age kids, whether they're in public school, private school, homeschool, you know, that's
0: amazing. That. So bringing back some of those lost skills. Yes, exactly. Yes.
1: Um, That I think are important to know. And I feel like once somebody starts, you know, it's they, they really enjoy it. I know it's not for everyone, but most people, I think, once they kind of get a taste of it, they're like, oh, now I want to learn how to can or now I want to learn how to sew or, you know um hunt or fish or whatever it may be. Yeah. I just feel like all of those skills are just kind of therapeutic. I
0: agree. And with the way the world's kind of going, it it can't hurt to have like some skills for some survival. Exactly. You know?
1: <laughs> yeah, that's exactly what me and my husband think and just we just think they're important skills to know and I don't necessarily think that it's the schools you know, public school's responsibility to teach those, but we think people need to know that stuff. And so that's our next like big project that we'd like to get up and going. I love that. That's, that
0: is really awesome. Totally. Like I grew up on a farm. I'm not really wanting to go a whole, the whole farming route. Yeah. Just because maybe because I was burned out on it as a kid. (laughs) But I would love for my kids to be exposed to that. And I mean, we are kind of farming, like we have chickens and garden and
1: stuff. But
0: I would love for them to be exposed to like the other stuff too. Yeah.
1: Well, and I think if you just know the basics of a lot, then you don't have to be an expert necessarily at any of those skills and you just focus on the ones you really enjoy. And then hopefully, you know, you're part of a great community that, oh well, this person does dairy cows really well, and I don't want to milk a dairy cow every day. Yeah, but I love my chickens, and so I'm going to trade some milk for eggs. Or right, I think um, community has a lot to go.
0: Absolutely. Too. So yeah, absolutely. That's super awesome. So before we wrap this up I have what I have one last question and I just want to know what defines success in your life and what is what does it mean to you to follow God's plan
1: I think that success is defined by the impact you have on others and Like by following God's plan, yes, I'm doing something I love. My my husband and I both are doing something we love. But at the same time, it's not about us. It's what we can do for others. And so I feel like when you follow God's calling, yes, you're doing something you love. But the purpose isn't about what you can do for yourself. It's about what you can do for others. Um, So we have our flower farm that we started and that we love. We love growing cut flowers, but there have been so many awesome moments where like a, a lady um, came up there that was a refugee from Ukraine. And the next day she was having a major surgery, which really puts things into perspective. Yes. But she teared up. And so the fact that our flower fields or our flower farm could provide some joy to her Uh, and evoke just this like emotional response in her is why we keep doing what we're doing. Not because we love to grow flowers, but because we love seeing the impact it has on others and what it can do for them. We had an exchange student come from El Salvador. She teared up. I have a, a good friend that I've met this year. Um, that unfortunately lost her daughter at the beginning of the year. And she just says how Blossomberry feels like home for her. Um, And she's as good as gold. And I'm just so thankful for that friendship and that relationship. But when you don't have the right words to say, but you can provide a space to somebody that's really suffering, that it feels like home to them and gives them some sort of healing. I mean, what more could you ask for in life? (laughs) (laughs) Right? Yeah. Um, There was a little girl that came up there. I think she was in kindergarten, and I guess her mom passed away when she was a baby. And she said, I want my first job to be at Blossomberry," And she just loves plants and flowers. And so just... Just to be able to provide a space that feels healing and comforting and like home to people that you've never even met before. I mean, that, that's success in your yeah. life. And that's what I feel like following God's calling and God's purpose for you is all about. It's not about you. It's what gifts do you have that you can share with the world?
0: Right. Yeah. And when we're talking about God's calling, do you, do you feel like that God just like gave you this full calling or was it like a process?
1: A process for sure. And I think during that, I mean, there were so many years, like I said, that I'm like, just felt like we hadn't really figured out why exactly God moved us here and what exactly he wanted us to do. And um, But I think, you know, you just keep doing what you love. And so I just kept gardening and baking and being a mom and all that kind of stuff. You know, whatever I loved, I just kept doing. And you're never going to be an expert at anything. The learning curve is always going to be steep. Um, But in the meantime, you just keep doing what you love and eventually something's going to click. And um, gardening and running a plant nursery are two totally different things. So even though we always, you know, grew a big garden that seemed to, get bigger every year. That is so different than running a plant nursery. Um and the learning curve is very steep. Yeah. But we have really had some good support from the community this year. And so I think, you know, he doesn't say it's going to be easy and just because it's God's calling or purpose for you doesn't mean it's going to be easy. You still have to work as hard as you can and do your part of it. Um and i mean i could talk about so many different examples of that i'm um, the first time i posted an event i'm like is anybody going to sign up for this or one time i thought oh, I want to host a Blossomberry book club. Never hosted a book club before in my life. I'm like, who's going to want to join this? But I think we have like over 80 members in the Facebook group. Right?
0: And that was so fun. Like whenever I went, I was like, this is so cool.
1: Yeah. So every, every decision, every step, every move, it all takes courage. And you just have to trust that you're doing what God is calling you to do. Yeah, and it doesn't mean everything's going to be a success either, but that also doesn't mean that you aren't where you're supposed to be.
0: I love that you brought that point up, that not every, yeah, you're not going to always, it's not going to always just be, like, successful and wonderful, like, Sometimes God allows us to fail because he needs us to learn that lesson.
1: Yeah. And I mean, you'll feel like you take two steps forward and then all of a sudden there's like a huge water leak. Or (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I could give so many different examples, but of just challenges, but it's all for a purpose. Yeah. So That's awesome. Thank you
0: so much for sharing your story with us and thank you for having me this has been amazing so before we end the podcast i always do like some rapid fire questions because it's okay. kind of fun <laughs> and it kind of we kind of get to know you even better like you've shared so much of your story and i know you in real life as a friend and now i'm like wow like this has been really amazing so okay so Let's talk about what's your favorite quote?
1: Um, oh, fear is being scared to death, but saddling up anyway. Love that. <laughs> yes. That is so good. Uh,
0: what about a guilty pleasure?
1: Coffee. I would drink coffee all day if I could, but I usually limit myself to one or two cups because I know I shouldn't. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) But if I'm having a bad day or I have something that I need to get done that I don't really feel like doing, I'm like, I'm just going to drink a cup of coffee first. Yeah. Um, And then my husband and I love to watch the show Growing Floret, and we've probably watched it three or four times through because there's only two seasons. Mm -hmm. And, like, all of her YouTube videos quite a few times, so.
0: Very cool. I can get behind the coffee one. <laughs> I wish, like, the older I get, the more I can't handle it as well.
1: Yeah, exactly.
0: <laughs> oh, man. I know. Um, a time travel destination. Where would you go? if You could go anywhere in time.
1: I would spend one more Wednesday with my grandparents. So growing up, I always went to their house every Wednesday with my cousins yes. and my brother, and so I would I would spend one more Wednesday there. Oh,
0: I love that. Um, and book recommendation,
1: like one that I recommend to others, or like what's my favorite book?
0: Either way. Okay.
1: <laughs> um, when I first started gardening, I was gifted a book called Cut Flower Farm. Yeah. And so that's probably my favorite book.
0: Nice. Very nice. And then to just wrap all of this up, let's just do like a gratitude shout-out. So what is something that you're really thankful for right now?
1: My husband Andrew, he worked so hard. He was the whole reason why our flowers stayed alive this <laughs> summer because he would be out there moving sprinklers around all day. Um, and he, he's just like my number one cheerleader, my number one supporter. And I hope he feels the same way about me. Um, but we just, we've really had to work as a team. And so it's just been a crazy year, a whirlwind of a year and as equally hard as it's been good. Yeah. And so I'm so thankful for him because I definitely could not do any of this alone That's amazing. We're just a team in every aspect of our lives cooking, cleaning, parenting, and then, you know, being business owners. That is
0: so awesome. I don't think we give husbands enough credit sometimes. Yeah. I think that we have a bad tendency. Of seeing the annoyances, yeah, <laughs> and we just and we don't actually stop and just give our husbands the credit they actually deserve.
1: So. Yeah, they carry so much as like the leader of the household, you know. Yeah, that I think we don't even understand. So
0: I agree. That's I love that. All right, this has been amazing. <laughs> Thank you so much for coming over to the house and sitting with. <laughs> Actually, it's not coffee, but clothes. It's
1: so good, though. I'm definitely going to buy some of this. Yeah. Thank you for having me over.
0: Yeah. Um. So for everybody who wants to find out more about Courtney, I'm going to leave all her links and stuff in the show notes. And you can go and follow her super cute TikTok videos. She does <laughs> some really fun ones. And, um, yeah, so I'll leave all of that in the show notes. And hope everyone has a blessed day. And stay courageous. Thank you so much for tuning in to today's Woman of Courage podcast. If you've enjoyed this episode, please consider subscribing, following, and leaving a review. Your feedback means the world to me. You can also connect with me on social media and all the links are available in the show notes. And I can't wait to meet and chat with you. Stay courageous and until the next episode, keep shining your light in the world. Your courage is inspiring and I will see you soon.